Hi, I'm Josh Ledgard, and welcome to this episode of the On Growth Podcast from Kickoff Labs. My goal with this podcast is to help you grow sustainable businesses through the stories of our customers and our team. In this episode, I interviewed Sharon Winter. Sharon is the co-founder of Esports One. They're going to be launching a new daily and seasonal fantasy sports league for the League of Legends game and are in the middle of a wildly successful launch campaign. They're blowing away their launch goals, and Sharon shared specific tactics they've used to get there with Kickoff Labs and without spending a dime of company money on advertising. You'll learn the sweat equity involved in generating the initial buzz by targeting specific customers online and talking personally to each and every one of them, how they combined a contest with prizes for topping the leaderboard while making sure there were still rewards for everybody else why they created a VIP group of influencers they discovered early on through Kickoff Labs and how they grew that list into amazing brand ambassadors. I don't want to give it all away, so you're going to have to listen to the interview. Don't forget to check out the link to the full show notes where we'll have all the tips, images, and emails used to create this campaign. If you enjoy this episode, subscribe to Kickoff Labs on Growth in Apple Podcasts, write us a review, and send any feedback to josh at kickofflabs.com. Finally, if you want to run your own contest, just like this one, sign up at kickofflabs.com and see how easy it is to get started. On with the show. All right, so... I am online now with Sharon Winter. She is the Chief Operating Officer and co-founder of uh, E1 Sports, correct? Uh, Esports One. Esports One, I apologize (laughs) about that. We just went over that and I got it wrong. Um, And your team is running a campaign uh, to generate some leads for... Our E1 Fantasy platform. And can you tell us a bit about what the E1 Fantasy platform is? Yeah, so we're the first and only all-in-one fantasy esports platform. So think like fantasy football, but it's for League of Legends and other titles are coming soon as well. Awesome. So I can sign up and play fantasy sports with uh, the all-stars of esports online against other people online? So the way it works is we're combining daily and seasonal fantasy. Um, and we're doing it for, we're kicking off with League of Legends. And so how it works is we have a first inaugural, inaugural league and it's for, uh, it's closed off to 10,000 people, the 10,000 first signups are the highest on the leaderboard. And we'll get into that. And, um, users can go on there and each week set their lineup and play against the community and play for big prizes. That is a great concept, um, and uh, it's always amazed me how fast esports in general took off. And so, to adding the fantasy component to it is uh, certainly certainly a, an expected and good next step. I want to get into the campaign you mentioned because you guys have had some tremendous numbers in terms of uh, your conversion rate and sharing, which tells me that there is a lot of interest in the fantasy component to this. Um, And those are always things we look at, like, are people converting and are people sharing and telling their friends? And if you have a combination of those two, it really tells me that you guys have a hit product on your hands uh, that you're working on. And we will get to the campaign. I want to go back. If you could tell the listeners a bit about your uh, background and what led you to this this moment here? Yeah, absolutely. So my background, I am an LA girl. Um, I 
ended up finding myself in Pittsburgh, going to Carnegie Mellon, studying industrial design and robotics. And I was always really intrigued by human psychology and physics and um, how do you kind of the human computer interaction kind of element to an angle. I'm a third time founder. Uh, I have a few kind of ventures in my past um, that are still alive and kicking today and profitable. And I started off at Esports One. I wasn't one of the first people here. I wasn't a co-founder from the very beginning. I started off as a kind of interim COO, um, helping them build their team, um, helping them build their product and finding a product market fit. Um, throughout the process, we... Uh, we started. We started looking at what ways can we apply our technology. So the technology that was built, the company's been around for about three years, and we really are the leaders in stats and data uh, on the professional scene in esports. So that means we can uh, we can really tell player performance and know everything about kind of their evolution as players, um, and even predict kind of how their performance will be uh, moving forward. We have a handful of clients who use us for data insights and license our data. And so taking a look at the amazing tech, the computer vision tech, the deep machine learning um, and the data science that we've built, um, we stumbled across this opportunity of fantasy and bringing our insights and our our knowledge of the space into a and building a platform that is very, very data heavy and data science heavy. and um, and yeah, and that's kind of where my journey began, where we dreamt up this uh, this concept, saw there was a total market gap. And um, that's where my journey began here about a year and a half ago. And we started building this out. So why do a, uh, a, a pre-launch campaign before you're ready to go? Great question. Um, I was... I've been warned and told you don't just get, it doesn't just kick off um, from day one. If you say we're launching on X date, you're not going to get, you know, th- it's not like you're opening the floodgates and everyone's going to rush through. You mm-hmm. kind of have to build momentum. Um, I got, I got advice from um, another founder who, or it was a handful of founders. Um, we were doing like a collaborative chat and they were all saying they'll have B2C products. And they're saying, you know, you're going to be doing seven, eight, nine, mini launches and you're going to find different reasons to relaunch and relaunch and relaunch throughout the whole, yeah throughout the whole period um and start sooner rather than later mm-hmm. target every audience as its own launch and um and so that's what we did and we did and so you can see on our campaign everything came in waves we mm-hmm. used the same landing page but it all came in waves where it was like first we targeted the um you know, the the general audience who loves fantasy or fantasy football. Um, that was more like a, a little test to see if our campaign was solid and understandable. Then we went to then we went to the gamers themselves. Then we broke down the gamers into like who likes specifically League of Legends, who follows the pro scene, which is the LCS, who loves the stats and data component of it all. And so we kind of went down the the pipeline and and targeted each one as their own official launch. And it allowed us to tap and kind of tap into each audience and focus on each one of them. Um, in a very targeted manner. So I, I really like that. And that's not something I've heard often in these interviews is that you broke down what, what repeat, to repeat what you just said, you have kept basically the same landing page, which I can see and, and we'll post an image of uh, with the interview. Uh, we were talking about the only seasonal League of Legends platform um, on the, as the headline, right? Yeah, the, um, only, the only all-in-one platform. And um, the all-in-one, just a um, kind of, 
bring in a little bit of an explanation. All in one is um, the idea that you can compete, you can so you can play, you can research, you can chat, you can watch all in yep. one place, and it's not fragmented. Yep, no, that's that's uh, a good a good point. Um, and then, but what you did to have these waves uh, throughout your campaign um, was you broke down. You said, let's look at the, the the potential customers who are already playing fantasy sports online, and you market to them. And then you looked at people who were into video games, but maybe not fantasy sports, and you marketed specifically to them. Correct. Right. Um, Correct. And that's that's a and I think that's a great tip for anybody listening to go after to segment your audience and to go after each of those segments separately. Um, so can then you dig into how specifically you went after maybe pick one of the more interesting audiences, how you went after each of those audience? Like, how did you market to them? Absolutely. So very unique use case or very unique case. Um, so the history of fantasy esports as now, right now as it stands are specifically fantasy league of legends, which is what we're focusing on at launch. Um, currently the market, it really doesn't exist in a, in a legitimate way, in a way that's, um, that's authentic to the actual space and to the gamer community. It was built a few years ago by the actual game publisher and then taken down for different Mm -hmm. reasons. They weren't passionate about it internally. And so there's a lot of uproar from the community. The community was very upset that it disappeared. And there are lots of articles, a lot of Reddit posts and disgruntled community members um, that want it back. And so that was one of our target audiences to tap into like a pain point or a need by the community and reaching out to each one of those who have expressed that need and letting them know, you know, what we're building, asking them for feedback and their opinion and getting them passionate about the product. Once we got them passionate about the product in that way, by making them feel like, it's not just making the feel it was true, you know, uh, making them heard. Um, it was much easier to get the initial set of um, referrers to kind of spread the word for us. So I want to want to drill into that because I think it's something that people often overlook. When you say reached out to individually, so it's a great concept. You you know that there's a pain and a need in the community. You found places like Reddit where people were discussing like, hey, this, this, I'm frustrated that this happened and I'm, and I really wish there was a, a way to do this. And then did you just go and like buy ads on Reddit or what did you do? No ads. So we didn't do any ads for this campaign. So everything you're seeing here is with no ads that we put out. Um, we did have some of our um, kind of like campaign members who put out ads on their own accord, but mm-hmm. Um, but we went out, we did, we did what was unscalable. So in the beginning, do stuff that's not scalable. That was kind of our motto. And we reached out individually or, or address them individually if it's on Reddit. Um, and, and we, we very publicly just asked them, like, what do they want to see? You know, we're building this, we're in the process. Mm -hmm. Um, come learn more on our kickoff labs page or on our landing page. Yep. Um, and so we did that. I mean, we had we had six of us sitting in in our conference room and just finding all these opportunities and all these kind of pain points that people were expressing and individually reached out, made it very personal. And it's more important. Or our whole mo- the motto of our entire campaign was, let's find fifty very passionate people, then find yep. five thousand people who are going to sign up and tell their moms. That's it. Mm-hmm. So, um, so we were. Our goal, and um, we had a whiteboard with this, kind of like taking the marks or with the mark takers is, you know, let us get to these 50 very passionate, very enthusiastic, very excited individuals um, who will be our ambassadors moving out. And we've, we've, we've built some, um, we, 
that concept has evolved throughout our entire launch process. Um, mm -hmm. We built resources for them, and that's something we can get into as well. We built a whole VIP program, um, and it was a full kind of like hand-holding process where we yep. helped them um, achieve their goal of, you know, getting the word out there. Okay, this is really interesting. So do you have a sense of how many people or how many personal posts that you guys made when you said there were six of you in a conference room sort of working on this? Do you have a sense over a short period of time, like how many people you were reaching out to? So it, it must have been, I mean, we did a, we did a, um, an hour a day for a week and it must have been a hundred per person, maybe a little bit more. Um, and it was a lot of Twitter DMs, a lot of um, Discord communication. So Discord is like Slack for gamers. It's, yep. it's yeah, it's the messenger for, for gamers. And we did a lot of outreach on Discord. And we try to find these people. Um, we did, sorry, we reached out to um, the blogs and the journalists who wrote about it in the past. Um, we even reached out to the game publisher and let them know we're building it. Um, and they tweeted about us um, saying, you know, this is a legitimate option you guys should check out. And so yep. all these elements um, for people who are already familiar and missed it, um, these all kind of helped help. Sorry, you broke up um, a little bit there at the end. So you're saying these are all things that help lead. Lead the community to find us. It. So it was a nice okay, game of time. Yes. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, those, you're talking about hundreds of posts over this time. And then you mentioned the concept of having 50 VIPs. So how did you identify the 50 VIPs or the people that were in that category that you wanted to really push to promote you guys? Um, we're, we're using the kickoff leaderboard and it really had to do with the kickoff leaderboard. You would see that, um, that first of all, I guess it would, it would start by us reaching out to them. Um, them being responsive was the first thing, yep. them being excited about what we were off, what we were building and also the referral campaign and then, um, tying in their actual referral code. So kickoff labs offers, you know, they, it gives yep. every every individual referral code and that's unique to themselves. So every time they're asking their friends to join or whatnot, they're using this referral code. Um, and so seeing that process of it converting from us communicating with them, them, you know, seeming excited and that, and then actually them, them referring it to two to three people or more. Um, we built out, I think this is one of the strongest things that helped us. We built out a referral program or sorry, not a referral program, a VIP program. And we did it on discord. So we thought, the way we thought about it is where do, how do we find people who are specifically gamers and will generate the most um, relevant leads for us? And yep. so these people should have a Discord account and should live on Discord. We also download the idea of Twitter, but Discord really allows us community chat. And we built a locked, a, a private chat for our VIPs. In there, we were able to have these these 50 people ask questions, talk about what they're working on, um, and us individually kind of have a very personal relationship. We had our CEO on there, I was there, um, multiple members of our team on there, and everyone offered resources as far as you know, design, uh, you know, content pieces, um, actual um, like ways to to run your ads. We checked everyone's ads if they were doing ads, and I highly encourage doing that because we found. Three out of the people or three of the multiple people who are running ads, um, they had broken links. Some of them were um, kind of had the wrong information on there and all that. So being able to actually double check their work and help them improve their conversion, also ours in turn. So um, really hand holding, but they appreciated it. And there's been a little bit of a relationship built between us and these um, 50 passionate people yep. by now. 
And I think that those um, those people will now turn into our future campaigns or our future initiatives to actually hold retention. And, you know, with every feature we release, these will probably be our biggest advocates. Uh, this is this is perfect. So you guys did this seeding online um, to get, you know, 600, 1,000 posts, like somewhere in the hundreds of posts that you guys made. You started seeing people signing up to the Kickoff Labs campaign, started starting to make referrals, and then you're using the leaderboard in the in Kickoff Labs to say who are these people are really potential influencers, and you identified them the top people there, and you invited them into this private community and gave them access to additional resources to make them feel more connected, and not just to make them feel more connected, but obviously you cared about their feedback. You thought that they'd be people that were worth listening to as you're building the product and getting them engaged, which then turns them into more active participants online, referring more people. Absolutely. And some things we offered them and um, the, this any company can do, we offered them, you know, we converted their their referral links to bit.ly links, you know, just short links with their names in it. Um, we did, we gave them a media kit with a bunch of content um, in there that they could use both ways. To, and, and we drilled it down all the way to you know, are you targeting your family? This is how I would approach it to your friends and family. This is how I would approach it for an ad. This is how I would approach it for, um, you know, if you're if you're a influencer or if you have a publication, like here's our press release. And we gave all the tools that they needed and even offered to, to customize those tools. We said there, we were like, if you're a journalist, here's our press release. But if you want us to help you write the article, reach out and we'll have it to you in 24 hours. So we really, we, we worked with them. It, it was no work on their end other than their enthusiasm. Um, and it was still able to shine, even though that we helped them with a lot of the materials. And so for people that aren't in the private group, what um, what rewards are you offering for people to sign up in the first place and then in general for sharing? And how did you come up with those rewards? So we were really inspired by the Jet.com story. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, and we opted, we decided to the top place got or is getting fifty thousand shares of esports one and esports one as a whole the parent company so we we have multiple different sites as well as our new e1 fantasy platform mm -hmm. um and then the the 10th through or second through 10th place got five thousand shares each and so that was the original motivator and that's something we actually marketed a ton we put it on linkedin we tried to tailor the um, the story based on what the audience was. So for the gamers, we told them about the platform and um, enticed them that way. On other platforms, I'm involved in several um, founder kind of communities and other startup communities. And to them, we market it as, you know, be a be a part owner or become a, you know, a an investor in esports one without spending the money, that sort of a yeah. thing. Um, and so that was really the big draw. And then we had a long conversation, a long meeting in the office, about how do we make everyone a winner? Mm -hmm. And so even if you're not in the top 10 people, like what else can you get and earn? Yep. So the way it worked was, you know, the top 10 people got equity in the company or get shares in the company. The top 1,000 people get um, access to the platform. Yep. Sorry, 10,000, did I say that? So top 10,000 people yep. get access to the platform as well as the founder's badge. So there's also ways to gamify and create some sort of kind of elite group or, yep. you know, connected group, a badge. And then everyone who referred people were getting credits to our platform. So for every um, for every referral, you got three credits, $3, whatever it is to spend on our platform once you get into the platform. So we made sure that it was incentivized for every single person, even if your number, you know, 30,000 yep. still had a reason to keep inviting people, even though you'll never make it to the top 10 or top 10,000.
in your head. Yeah. Yeah, and that's um, and that's really important, and I think that's the best practice for anybody that's out there considering running a leaderboard campaign, where there's a couple of maybe first through even fifth prizes or one through ten prizes. Is I always get asked, well, how do you keep people excited if they're not going to make the leaderboard? And you have yeah. the perfect answer, which is, well, there actually has to be something that's, yeah. that motivates them to to be excited because it's it really is like if you joined your if I joined your campaign today, I might be really demoralized. Like, oh boy, there's no way I'm ever going to catch those people on the top uh, on the top two spots. Um, but another, if I'm getting if I'm getting credit along the way, then it's perfect. <laughs> that's another good point. We did so more recently. I mean, our campaign ends in a few days um, or regenerates because we will be doing another campaign. Um, to kind of continue the process. But we reach we reach out to people on a daily basis telling them, you know, if there's anyone on the on the cusp or it's kind of low-hanging fruit for them to jump up the leaderboard, we message them and let them know how many. Because people, you'd be surprised they're not paying attention to the leaderboard. Their life doesn't revolve around yeah. your product or the leaderboard. Yeah. Um, and so we're messaging people daily saying, hey, you're only two away from being in the top 10 or you're only, you know, eight, 18 away from getting into the platform. Like, let me help yeah. you. And so, or, you know, we think with just one tweet, you can, you can jump that, you can jump that step. So really being more attentive to the leaderboard on behalf of your users, uh, instead of expecting them to do it and reaching out personally, I cannot, I cannot stress. It is so helpful in them feeling connected to the brand and connected to the actual leaderboard. Yeah, ab- absolutely. Um, and that's definitely uh, something that would, I'll pull out of this interview is is that follows along with some of other customers that have had this best practices, really getting personally engaged with uh, especially the people that are sharing and motivating them to share. Because like you said, I think that's perfect. Um, people are not paying attention to your product. And I know I've talked to people that have a fear, other other customers that have a fear is like, Oh well, maybe I'm reaching out too too much, and I don't want to I don't want to overwhelm them. And they probably are highly interested in what you're doing anyway, and you're not going to overwhelm them. And if you, they, you are, then they'll tell you, and you're going to create a relationship that's going to help you well beyond this particular campaign. Absolutely, and I would say the threshold is if they've done two or more referrals, that's a, that's a green light. They they somewhat care, and they won't be bothered by you um, reaching out to them and constantly kind of you know giving them feedback and advice and helpful. Um, helpful to them to grow. I will say also, as far as Kickoff Labs themselves, mm-hmm. um, the support that we've gotten from them, so the personal touch, um, also kind of worked for. And this is this is not an ad, but uh, <laughs> we did we did two design reviews, and they're both super helpful. Mm-hmm. And that same personal touch that we're talking about, how we addressed our our users um, or our our you know our community. Um, I think that Kickoff Labs did that so well with us, um, and we learned a ton. They, they did a design re- review with us. Um, it was it was nice. They kind of like sent us. They pre-recorded them just going through it. It was this lady. She had her dog on her lap. It was very cute. Um, and <laughs> it was so funny. We were laughing. We watched it as a team um, in the conference room. And she was pointing out her kind of like going through it. And we could watch where her mouse went, her eyes went. And yeah. she pointed yeah. out, you know, it was two items that stood out. And I don't remember what they are, but it's two items that stood out to her. And we didn't even think about that. And we've been, we've been, staring at this landing page for so long and asked for so much feedback from our from our own uh, friends and family um and she found two things that made a ton of sense and actually improved our conversion even more so that hand holding support was really helpful even if we thought we didn't need it kind of a thing yeah 
yeah. uh, that, that that probably answers the question I was going to ask about what the best part about using Kickoff Labs has been for you. So <laughs> I'm going to guess that answers the uh, the best part because that kind of uh, shift is uh, is important. So um, what's been the most challenging part of the campaign? Oh, most challenging. Um, it doesn't. It's it's not at fault the campaign, but the holidays. Mm -hmm. uh, you'd think that even though it's a it's a recreational kind of like fun product, people really yeah. shut down on the holidays. Um, yeah. They don't they don't care if it's a fun item or um, or what. So I think we saw a little bit of a of a pause during the holidays, which is Christmas and New Year's. Um, and then I think that at the very I'll say I'll say something early on that kind of threw us off. Um, we had we had some people. So people will always try and kind of, you know, cheat the system or fraud the yep. system. Um, and Kickoff Labs was super helpful with that. Um, you guys have all these. And I don't even want to tell your, anyone your secret sauce. Not that I know it. But yep. um, but we didn't really reveal it to people what what it was graded on. But the idea of some of the some of the referrals were flagged because they were fraudulent or they didn't they didn't they weren't verified or kind of didn't um, adhere to your guys's um, standards. And that was super helpful because we did see a little bit of people trying to cheat and trying to gamify the system in order to get the equity in the company. Mm -hmm. um, and the community noticed it too. We got some messages of people saying, you know, there's no way that guy has, um, you know, 500 yeah. referrals. Like I've been working on this every day. And, yeah. uh, and so they, the community was disgruntled and we got on a call with kickoff labs and they explained the whole process to us. And then we were able to call out those people and actually cut them out. So that was, that was a challenge that we didn't know we had support for until yeah. uh, we really dove into it and looked into it. Um, and then lastly, I would say if I had to do this over again, um, or if you're out there debating, you know, what you should do to launch your, your product and what are the best steps, um, we did this in the very beginning. We were looking between a milestone approach and a leaderboard approach. Mm -hmm. um, and we decided to go with the leaderboard because we wanted to show that sort of, you know, other people are climbing on top above you and, yeah. kind of, you know, create a limit. There's only 10,000 people can enter. Um, so there are certain reasons why we went with leaderboard. But moving forward, I think we're going to go with milestone approach where it's if you have some sort of passion for the yeah. product, um, just show it to us and mm -hmm. you'll be part of the family. So it's just different if you want to, yeah. If the prize that you're putting at the end of the day has a certain type of value and you want to equate it to referrals, then I think milestone approach would be better. Yeah. Um, if you want to create some sort of exclusivity, then it's the leaderboard approach. And yeah, that's that, a great way to to think about the two. Yeah. Um. So, couple last things. Uh, so we're about to wrap up. Um, did we miss anything in terms of advice you'd have for people with? our goals in terms of building a list like this? Um, the only one I would say is, well, I have two that I guess remain, is set all of your auto emails. Um, I forget what they're called on Kickoff Labs, but... Um, there's the automatic reply, and then there's the reward level emails, and then there's influencer emails. Yeah. All of them. Set, set all, all of them. them. All of them. <laughs> okay. Like there's no, there's no scenario where any of those should be blank. Um, set them all. Um, I would say also utilize the banners, the plugin banners onto other sites, yep. um, create partnerships. We did it on five different sites yep. and we saw a good bit of traffic coming from them. That's um, a really good tip. Yeah. Three of the sites we own, but, <laughs> but, um, we did, you know, we love the top banner that was, um, less invasive, the bottom banner that is, I don't know if I'm using the terms correctly. Maybe you can link yep. it a little bit, but, um, All the bottom banner is. 
yeah, the bottom banner is massive and that we love for our text in there. And that was really nice. And it's really in your face. Um, and then there's the inline signup or that little, um, that little box that you just put into, we put that on our blog. So really everywhere where you have um, any other uh, access to access to any other site, um, put one of those plugins in there because it does convert. Great. All right. So last, uh, last five questions. These are meant to just be really quick um, walking through things. And so first answer off the top of your head, um, how do you personally get into the work zone? Ooh, I do an hour of quiet time in the podcast room to really focus and write a list for the day. Perfect. So kind of planning out your day. Uh, favorite vacation destination? Anything Where? tropical. Okay. <laughs> Warm weather. Um, favorite, uh, favorite, uh, recent favorite book or podcast? Um, I've been listening to this one the past few days preparing, but um, I nice. love... Uh, the startup it's a good one podcast which, which one um the startup or acquired okay. yeah those Perfect. are my two favorite uh something that you learned new in the last year you didn't know before oh my gosh there's so much um i'm trying to tackle it i am not a even though i'm an operations person um i'm not as dialed in with all the uh, productivity tools. And so there's a bunch of new productivity tools that actually the team helped me um, kind of learn and absorb and add into my daily routine. So now I'm also a uh, very, yeah, very up to date on all the all the apps and tools that help me communicate with my team in a more efficient way. Do you have one example of some um, that you guys use? We just, we just transferred over. So we, we've been on the hunt. This is We've been on the hunt for a good project management tool. Um, we went from Asana to ClickUp, and now we're on Monday. And I absolutely love Monday. It is very easy to manage, and I think that's the that's the most important important part. Of, yeah. yeah, it's got to be easy to get people to do it. <laughs> exactly. Oh, convincing people all day. <laughs> yeah. um, and then finally, uh, someone you look up to, either in business or personal. This sounds generic, but my dad, um, we, when we hang out, we brainstorm startup ideas for fun. And this, we do this on a weekly, if not daily basis, we'll call each other's ideas and his different, his different perspective on everything is very helpful and even helps me here at the office kind of come up with new and creative ways to tackle different problems. So he's my number one. Oh, perfect. Um, I want to thank you for being here today. Um, there are a ton of uh, tips and best practices that I heard in this interview that we'll be able to tease out and uh, and pull out uh, in the recap that gets posted. Um, how can, if anybody has any questions or follow-up questions they'd like to ask you about, uh, about what you said today or the product, how could somebody get in touch with you? Email me. I'm very responsive to email. Um, email or LinkedIn. My email is Sharon at... Um, Sharon at esports1.com. Perfect. All right. Um, again, thanks for joining us. And uh, I hope you have a great rest of your week. Thank you so much. Likewise. Thanks for listening to today's interview. If you enjoyed the On Growth podcast, please write us a review on Apple Podcasts. And don't forget to hit that subscribe button. If you'd like to run your own viral campaign or set up a wait list for your upcoming business like they did, check out kickofflabs.com. We can provide the landing pages, referral tracking, leaderboards, and reward level emails required to make your next product launch a complete success. 